discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. Wow. So you are welcome to our Christmas service. Christmas fell on a Wednesday night. A Wednesday, so we are having our Christmas. Normally it's Christmas Eve service, isn't it? Yeah, so it's good to see. I'm glad you were able to make it. Because normally on a Christmas night like this, it's difficult to find anybody. Everybody's chilling. But you are here in the house of God. Yes, you have to chill with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It's a very special time. It's a very, you know, there are those who um, don't think that this is a time to celebrate. There are those who think that um, birthdays are nothing. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever met anybody who says that birthdays are not important? You don't need to celebrate your birthday. It's even a sin to celebrate your birthday. I don't know where they got that from. You know? But if you weren't born, you couldn't have been born again. Do you see? So your very existence, your very life began when you were born. So you need to, you need to celebrate when you were born. All the good things that are in our lives in Christ would never have been there if Christ had not been born. You see, because Christ was born on a certain day, we can enjoy the life of God, we can enjoy the grace of God, we can enjoy the goodness of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's a very, very special time. And I just want to show you how special it is because of all the things that you know, happened before Christ was born. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a very special time. There are those who feel that, oh, Christ was not born in December. He was not born on 25th December. It was a sun god's uh, birth date. And so many, th- people have said so many things about Christmas and this one is evil and this one is this and this one is that and this one is that. I believe those who chose, actually Christ was not born in December. It's a truth. But some people sat down and chose to celebrate his birth around this time of the year because of the change in weather, the change in the season and all of that to, to make it because there were things that were being celebrated at this time already which were pagan and they wanted to change it to come into Christ, to Christianize it. And I think it has worked to a point. Hallelujah. 
So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to celebrate Christ and his birth. Because without his birth, there wouldn't have been any death. And hence, burial and resurrection. Praise the Lord. So it's a very, very important time. Tell, tell anybody it's a very, very important time. And it's a time to really celebrate and think about all that Christ is to us. Hallelujah. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible gives us a record of some of the things that happened before uh, during Christ's birth, during Jesus' birth. You see. It says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Because Caesar was in charge of the whole world at that time. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed. Everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. Hallelujah. You know, Joseph is a very special man in the Bible. Because how many of you will uh, be happy when the one you are engaged to marry gets is impregnated by someone else? Uh, lift your hand. And the person will tell you that it is God who did it. How many of you will be happy about that? I mean, you will not be happy, isn't it? Yeah. But Joseph, Joseph was told by God, he was told by the lady, and was also told by God in a dream. That what has happened is actually him. And God trusted Joseph so much that Joseph did not say anything. Yeah, he just flowed. He did not have sex with his wife until the baby was born. Wow. What a shock. So Joseph is a very special and a very important person. Hallelujah. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, verse 4 once again, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. Unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and of the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary's espoused wife, being great with child. She was really pregnant, fully pregnant. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. One shepherds watch their flock by night. Of what? All seated on the ground. We've sung, we've sung it differently from where I was. The only part I remember is one service was your flock by the angels of the Lord came down and glory so Wow. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. They were so afraid. And the angel said unto them. I mean, how many of you had 
an angel appearing to your mother before you were born to announce your birth that a boy a son is going to be born to you or a daughter is going to be born to you the son's name shall be called Zobo Zobo did your father did your mother ever tell you You think so? I mean, it's, this is not, it's not ordinary. It's not an ordinary thing. Very few people, I don't think anybody has even had that. For an angel to come and come and tell you. Let me, let me show you some of the things that the angel said to Mary when he came the first time. Luke chapter 1. Let's read from verse 26. Luke 1, 26. And in a certain month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and the angel came in unto her and said hail thou that are highly favored the Lord is with thee hey. let me read from verse 26 and in the same month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. It means that Jesus or God is interested in virginity. I nearly told you to tell, ask your neighbor, but it's okay. I will not say anything. Yeah. God is interested in virginity. Wow. Last year I preached about it. Isn't it? Last year I preached a very powerful message on consecration. Yeah. The Lord is interested. The Lord is really interested. Hallelujah. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation they should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. Wow. Say wow. wow. He shall be what? Great. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Wow. This is a very special person being born. With a special assignment. Special assignment. His birth was special. An angel announced it. And when he was born, angels announced it once again. That someone has been born. And you see that what the angels came to announce a second time. This, this angel said a very powerful thing. He says, he shall be great. He shall be great. Look at that place. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. If you read in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Look at Matthew 1, 23. It says, behold, the virgin shall be, be a child and shall bring forth the son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Verse 24. Then Joseph being raised from, the, from sleep did as the Lord. Go up, go to verse 18, Matthew 1:18. I think that would be easier for us to read. 
Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was in charge of the impregnation. Yeah, and he did it correctly. I mean, he didn't need to do so many things. Wow. Hallelujah. Go back to Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? How shall this beautiful thing that you're saying going to be? Seeing I know not a man. Hey. Verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall what? Come upon thee. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The Holy Spirit came upon her. The power of the highest came upon her. And she conceived. Now, that shows you how important this particular person is. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, Jesus is very important. (laughs) His birth betrays his importance. He's very, very important. Some of us were born by accident. No plans. I mean, before Abandon realized she was pregnant. Whether it was by accident or it was planned, we are here. But Jesus' birth was spoken of long ago. Long ago, in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible says that God, when God came down, he said that the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. So at that time, God made them know. The devil knew that there was, a go- there was going to be a woman who would give birth to a child not by the agency of a human being, but the agency of God. Because he didn't say the seed of man. He said the, the, the seed of the woman. How can a woman have seed? It's not going to work. Something supernatural must happen. You see, something supernatural must happen. And amazing, the devil tried to corrupt that particular supernatural thing by trying to... So if you look into ancient history, they have certain births that are supernatural just so that they can corrupt Christ's birth. <laughs> Various things that has happened over the years. But Jesus' birth is special. An angel came to announce it. Yeah. And the power of the highest overshadowed Mary and she conceived and that holy thing that was born of her was called the son of the highest. Hallelujah. So it shows you how important and how special this person is. How important and how special this person is. Jesus' blood is not the blood of man. Jesus' blood is the blood of God himself. Because actually the blood of man comes from... The, your blood comes from your father. You see, science has said that if you keep sperm down for some time, it changes to become blood over some time. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Are you surprised? You've never heard it before? Oh, you can go and check. You know, and that life, the blood, the blood that was running through Jesus, Jesus' veins, was not normal blood. It was the blood of God himself. That is why that blood, you see, our blood does not stay for long. If your blood is, if you try to give your blood to her, and we take your blood and we keep it in the fridge for some time. It will last for about two months, at most three months. And it cannot, the power that is in that blood will not be there any longer. But the blood of Jesus has so much power that after 2,000 years, it is still working. And be, before that 
before he died, I mean when he died, his blood took care of all the sins that were passed. All the way back to Adam and all the way to the future. His blood does not have expiry date. It's there forever. Why? Because it's special. It's different. So he's worth to be celebrated. Don't you understand? He's worth to be celebrated. He's worth to be thought about twice or thrice. You have to think about him. Because he's not ordinary. He's different. Because of him, we are where we are. I mean, look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins. Where? In his own blood. He washed, I mean, has your father done for before? Your father cannot wash you from your sins in his own blood. Jesus washed us, washed, not, new, not children of God, but washed the whole world from their sins in his own blood. Now it is up to them to receive what he has done. But because, you see, people don't believe in who he is and what he is, they don't think that he's something important. They don't really, you know, give him their mind. But Jesus is very, very important. He's a very special person. And we see it by and through, by and through his, his birth. Hallelujah. Now, so go to Luke chapter 2, where we're reading. Let's read from verse 8 once again. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you, I bring unto you what? Good tidings of great joy. I bring unto you good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. Which shall be, this good tidings and great joy shall be to all people. It shall be to all people. That, this, this is Christ. Even at his birth, the announcement of his, of his birth was, was that he's bringing great joy. Great joy. That's why Jesus in John chapter 10 verse 10 said that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. The, the, the amplifier says to enjoy life. The thief comes only to, in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and what? And enjoy life. The angels, so anybody who has Christ and is not enjoying life does not yet understand why he was born. You don't understand why he was born. He came so that you might have joy. He was born for the purpose. Let me show you some more. Look at it. It says, I came that they may have what? And enjoy. They may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He came to bring joy. His birth brought joy. It says, this joy shall be the joy of all peoples of the earth. Through him, all peoples of the earth shall have joy. Go back to Luke chapter 2 where we're reading. Can I preach to you? And then you said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior which is Christ the Lord, the anointed one of God and the anointing of God who is Lord, who is owner of all. Hallelujah. Next verse. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there, were, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, 
Listen, even the angels had wisdom to come and praise God for the birth of Christ. How much more you and I who have been saved by his blood? So it doesn't make sense why some Christians want to be quiet around this time. Why do you want to be quiet around this time? The incarnation is the greatest thing that has ever happened. Apart from the resurrection. The incarnation, the fact that God became man. The word of God became flesh. Pick that flesh. I mean, it's remarkable. The fact that God is, just imagine God who is not bound by time. Or bound by knowledge. Or bound by a place. Coming into a human being's womb. And growing as a fetus. Going through all the processes. And being born as a baby. Just imagine. So it's a, it's a mystery. It's one of the greatest mysteries that has ever. I mean, how can a virgin conceive? It happened. It happened. It happened. A virgin conceived. And gave birth. To God. You know, they sang a song, Mary, did you know that your baby boy was what? Well, one day walk on water. Did you know that when you kiss the face of your child, you are kissing the face of God? That is why the three wise men are wise. They are actually not three. They were more than three. But because their gifts was frankincense, meh, and then uh, gold, everybody says that they were three. They were actually not three. They were more than three. Okay? They were more than. Don't never think that they were three. Please, they were more than. The gifts, that the category of gifts that they came with were three. Hallelujah. <laughs> they were more than that. Hallelujah. The Bible says that they came all the way from the east. Matthew chapter 2. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1. Tell me, but you have to, you have to celebrate God. This is a time to celebrate God. Yeah. Every Christmas, remember that you have to celebrate God. Yeah, always remember that. That is a great time. It's a time that a great person was born. Your savior was born. He says, a savior. A savior has been born. Try and save yourself and see. When you fly in a plane, you see that there's something wrong. Like when you look up, you look out of the window. You see that there's more. There's, there are places you have not flown to. There's more. Those who go to the moon still see that there's more. What is beyond those places? How do you get there? How do you make your way there? God is there. Who can talk on your behalf before that God over there? Don't look at your location. <laughs> do you understand? Like, look at your, you are living in Aoshi or you are living in Bantma or something. Or Buidi or uh, 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 Leeds or Liverpool or something. Look at your corner. Look at the corner in which you are living. Who is going to enter the heavens and speak on your behalf? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You need a savior. And that savior was born on a certain day. So if the time comes for us to celebrate that savior, I don't think we should sit down and just be looking like, oh, it's not, it's not important. Let's just move around. Listen, it's a very important time. Don't let somebody tell you it's not important. So when are you going to remember his birth again? When are you going to remember? Because if you've noticed throughout the year, you've not talked about Jesus' birth at all. Look at this. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, in the day of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east. He didn't say their number. He says, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Next verse. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east 
and I come to worship him. These guys were wise. They, they, I mean, how can you come and worship a baby? You may worship Jesus because you, you know the miracles he did. And you know that he died and rose again. But these people did not know that he, had, he was going to die. He did, they did not know that he was going to work a miracle. They did not know anything. They just knew that a great star had appeared. And it marked the birth of someone very great. And they came to come and worship that person. Do you understand? The ability for them to recognize a God as a baby. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Jesus had not worked one miracle. He had not walked on water. He had not opened any blind eye. He had not died for anybody. He had not resurrected from the dead. He had not done anything. He was a weak baby. Weak baby being carried about. Even Herod wanted to kill him. And they carried him and ran away to Egypt for years. But these wise men, they are wise. Tell me about, you must be wise. <laughs> Tell me about, I'm wise, I'm wise, I'm wise. I'm wise. Yeah, it is wisdom to acknowledge baby, baby Jesus. <laughs> baby Jesus, he has not done anything. They didn't come to worship because he had done something for them. Or he had done, no, nothing, he's just baby. A baby has been born. Wow. He was the baby was even kind when they came, I'm sure. Yeah, trying to drink breast milk. Wow. And poo-pooing and wee-wee. And they knew that this is God. And came to worship him. Next verse. When the herald the king heard these things, he was troubled and all, with Jer- all Jerusalem with him. Everybody was troubled. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Where's, where's the anointed one supposed to be born? And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judah, in, of Judea, for that's written in, by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what times the star appeared. And he sent to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. He was faking it. And when they, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. I mean, these guys were very wild guys. They followed the star eh, to someone's house. <laughs> it's a very serious thing. They followed a star. Meaning that they were very wild guys. They were sci- wild scientists. Look at the next verse. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother. And they fell down. They fell down and worshipped him. They fell down and what? what? They are called wise men. It's wisdom. To acknowledge the birth of Christ and worship him for his birth and be glad for his birth and celebrate God for his birth. Yeah, because if he was not born, you would not have been saved. So his birth is equally important as his death. Because if he was not born, you would not he would not have died. They worshiped him, they didn't just worship him. He says, and when they had op- they opened their treasures. 
and presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and men. They opened their treasures. They came to come and give to him. Wow. They came to come and give. They came to lavish on him. Like I said, he had not worked even a single miracle. But they had enough wisdom to do this. There are those who rather keep their treasures away from Jesus. And keep their worship away from Jesus. But not you. Say not me. Not me. Yeah. See, I'm a child of God. And I acknowledge where that life came from. I acknowledge where that life came from. I am going to show you one thing and then one or two things. Go back to Luke chapter 2, okay? Luke chapter 2. From verse 12 now. Let's read from verse 12. And this shall be a sign. The angel is talking to them. Unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Next verse. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, and saying, look at what these angels also came to say. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Peace. Peace for what? Peace between God and man. Jesus' birth marked the beginning of the reconciliation of God. You see, God was not happy with man because of what man had done. Hallelujah. God was not happy with man at all. But the birth of Jesus marked the beginning of the reconciliation. The birth of Christ began the reconciliation of the world to God. So 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then it says, And all these things are of God. Who has what? Reconciled us. The word reconciled is to bring us into friendship. He has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Then it says, to wit that God was in Christ. To witness. Or the ministry of reconciliation says this. This is what the ministry of reconciliation says. This is the, this is the ministry of reconciliation or the words of reconciliation or the, the speech of reconciliation. To wit, to witness that God was in Christ. As Jesus was moving around, it wasn't just a human person moving around. It was God who was in him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not what? Not imputing their trespasses unto them. He didn't come to impute your wrongs to you. There are two things that, two things that are imputed. Sin and then righteousness. Sin is, is imputed because of Adam's wrong. It's put to your account. The word imputed means to credit to your account. Righteousness is also credit to your account because of Christ's obedience. So he says he was not imputing their trespasses. What was he imputing? He was rather imputing righteousness. Not imputing their, their, their trespasses unto them. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Romans 5 verse 1. He says, therefore, being justified by, by faith, we have peace with God. Through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the birth of Christ marked the beginning of peace for you and I. Between us and God. Because of Jesus, God is not angry with us anymore. Because of Jesus, we are now the children of God. So I don't know why you would not thank God for, the, for, the, for that person's birth. It's a special time. Tell anybody it's a special time. I, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to put it in your mind that it's a very important, a very special time. It's not a time to just hang around. It's a time to thank God and praise God. And worship God. And sing to his name. Join the angels. I believe that this season is also celebrated in heaven. Just as the angels celebrated at that time, I believe that it's still celebrated. 
I believe it. That is still celebrated. Hallelujah. He says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Then it says, goodwill toward men. Good what? Good. Do you understand goodwill? What's the meaning of goodwill? What do you think goodwill means? Mean. Goodwill. You read a lot. Goodwill. What does it mean? Good things. Good and will. Okay. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among men with whom He is well pleased. Men of goodwill of His favor. Like people, goodwill means to to be favored of God. To have all the beautiful things that God can design for man come to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us with all. I mean, Jesus' birth marked the beginning of goodness. From, like, Charlie, with respect, when it comes to God, eh, God is so much in love with man, you have no idea. Like, we shouldn't talk about Jesus and talk about condemnation. Because God, according in God's eyes, look at what the angels came to say. Go back, Luke chapter 2. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Peace on earth. And goodwill toward all men. Goodwill. Goodness to all men. So Christ's birth brings goodness to all of us. What does that mean? Goodness. Health. Strength. Wealth, joy, peace, wisdom, glory, power, honor, everything. Wisdom, blessings, redemption, righteousness, sanctification, goodwill toward all men. That's what the angels came to say, goodwill toward all men. I mean, Jesus' birth marked goodwill. It marked joy. That's why they sing joy to the world, the Lord is. <laughs> Hallelujah. So those are, not, those are not songs just to like, oh, it's, that's Christmas song. It's, these are very special. It's a very special time. Because someone very special was born. His birth, not peace for only you, peace for the whole world. God did not have only you in mind. He had the whole world in mind. Everybody. Peace for Muslims. Glory for Muslims. Peace for Buddhists. All they need to do is to accept that. That this is Christ indeed. Believe that he is Christ indeed. And confess him as Lord. And they will come into the full experience of it. That's all. The fact that Christ was born. Now, Jesus is very special. Jesus is very, very special. The fact that Christ was born. Okay? Signifies that all of men have been reconciled to God. You don't need to run away anymore. You don't need to run away anymore. So this is a good time to publish that to all men. It's a good time to let everybody know. Listen. Jesus was, was born on a certain day. So that you will enjoy life. Because they announced goodness. Goodwill. 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 Let me show you. Can I show you a scripture? Look at First Peter chapter 1. Hmm. Oh, do you love your Bible? Yeah. Let's read from verse from verse six. I, I want what I want to show you is in verse eleven, but then just for content's sake, okay, or to get the a proper context, rather. 
It says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Verse 7. That a child of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perished, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Beautiful scriptures. Whom having not seen. It says, Jesus whom having not seen. You have, not, have you seen Jesus before? It says, Jesus whom having not seen, you love. Ask anybody, do you love Jesus? You are here because you love him. If you didn't love him, you'd not be here. It says, whom have you not seen? You are in the Bible. He's talking about you. It says, whom you have not seen. You have not seen him, yet you love him. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing. Do you believe in him? Yeah. It says, you have not seen him, but you believe in him. You rejoice. You see, every time Jesus is mentioned, there's some joy. He says, you rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. You rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Then it says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Meaning that if you don't learn to rejoice in Christ, you are not going to receive the end of your soul, the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. No, joy is something that we are commanded to experience and enjoy. A proper Christianity is not, I don't know, this Christmas self, we don't know what to go chop. What are you talking about? Jesus' birth marked the beginning of joy. Do you have Christ? Even if you don't have Christ, Christ's birth marked the beginning of joy for all of humanity. Christ's birth marked the beginning of goodwill for all of humanity. How much more those of you who have accepted him? Those of us who have accepted and made him Lord of our lives. Eh, go, go up. Go to verse 8. It's nice. Like, stop the pity party. Do you understand? Like, oh, we don't know what's happening. Life is not so fair to us. I'm sad. I don't know what I'm even going to eat tomorrow. Start rejoicing. A savior was born. He says, joy to the world. <laughs> whom having not seen, ye love. Do you love him? Yeah. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Next verse. Of which salvation, this salvation that he's talking about, the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Says the prophets of old inquired and searched diligently concerning our salvation, concerning the birth of Christ and the things that will follow. Says of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you? The grace that should come unto you. Do you understand grace? The favor. The goodness of God, the power of God, the beauty of God, the love of God, the, the, the everything that God, the Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus. Hallelujah. Grace and truth. When Jesus was born, grace and truth was born. I don't know why you not celebrate that time. It's a special time. I said it's a special time. Grace and truth was born on a certain day. The whole of the world's history revolves around Jesus. Yeah, Grace and truth. For full salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Who professes the grace that should come unto the grace that should come unto? He's talking about Jesus and all the things that he brought. Jesus was a package of God coming to humanity. And when he was born, that package arrived. When that package arrived, it marked the beginning of joy, of goodness for all of men. See, I refuse to be sad. I refuse to be sad. Not when Christ was born for me. You know Christ was born for you, right? Keep your finger here. Go to Romans chapter 8. Let's read verse 31. Romans 8, 31. 
What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Next verse, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but what? But what? But he what? He delivered him up for us, or he delivered, he gave him up for us all. Christ was given for God so loved the world. That is why he gave his only because he didn't say for God so loved Christians, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. It's called good news. He was born to bring joy. He was born to bring good goodwill to all men. Hmm? How shall he not with him also freely give you all things? Go back to the other place. Go back to First Peter, where we're reading. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and said diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Next verse. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. This is a theological bone of contention because he's seeing the spirit of Christ which was in them. We know that the prophets of old did not have the spirit of God inside them. They were upon them. He came upon them and left. But then this place, he says, which was in them. You can find out for yourself. <laughs> Searching what, what, or what man of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand, when he spoke beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. He was born to suffer for you and for me. The sufferings of Christ. And the glory, the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that should follow. Brothers and sisters, we are now walking in that glory that should follow. We are in that time of glory that should follow. He was born to suffer and to bring glory. He was born to suffer and die so that you and I can have grace, can enjoy glory. Yeah. So it's a special time. Someone was born. Do you know what it means for another man to lay down his life for another man? Do you know what it means to know that you are going to die and you walk towards death? Jesus said, this one thing did my father give unto me. I have the power to lay down my life. The power to take it up again. He laid down his life and took it up again. Wow. Has your father done something before? (laughs) Hallelujah. So he's special. Say he's special. Say it again. He's special. He's the savior of the world. He's the savior of the world. He's the savior of mankind. And he's the bringer of joy exceeding. He's the bringer of glory. He's the bringer of grace. So he needs to be celebrated. You see, you celebrated me on my birthday. How much more Jesus? How much, who am I? How much more Jesus? How much more Jesus? So it's a time to be happy. It's a time to be excited. It's a time to praise God. It's a time to jump. It's a t- party after party after party after party. It's a time to shout for joy. Whenever you remember, whenever you remember his birth, you just start to become excited. Look at look at what the angel said. Look at what the angel said. Guess what? It's not only the angels who spoke it. There were other people who said more. So let me show it to you. Can I show you more? Go back to Luke chapter two. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse twenty-two. Luke two twenty-two now. And when the days of a purification according to the law of Moses was accomplished. They brought Jesus, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the salvation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. He was a very spiritual man. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. I mean, these are people in different places and one person is going to be born and they are being given information, different information at different times concerning this one person. I mean, Mary was overwhelmed. The birth of the child was announced by an angel. When the child was born, an angel appeared to shepherds to bring them by night. Esther appeared and some people from the east walked all the way and rode their horses all the way from the east and came to come and come and worship the boy as a baby. Now, the baby is growing. It's gotten to the time where they need to dedicate him to the Lord. They enter the temple and this is what is happening. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Next verse. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. I mean, God, God, God showed us these things in the scriptures to let us know the infallible nature of Christ. I mean, this is holy. This is greatness. Greatness has been born. To let you know of, of certainty. Okay? Who, who Christ really is. And that Jesus truly and certainly was a Christ. Look at his birth. No, who, how many people in the... Who, who, who is that one that had this? Angels appeared and sang glory, glory, hallelujah, peace unto men and joy unto everybody, goodwill unto... Who, 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 who had that? Nobody had that. Where's your uncle? Or your beloved? <laughs> And he came by the Spirit. The man came by the Holy Ghost into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, there were many children that were there. He handpicked that child Jesus out. Then he took, then took him, up, he him up in his arms. And he started blessing God. He blessed God and said, Kola hashatai. Lord, now let us thou, thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Jesus is called God's Jesus is salvation. Salvation was born on a certain day. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. Verse 31. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Thy salvation which you have prepared before the face of what? All people. Look at this. Look at this. this. This should make you very happy in life. This particular thing. No matter how depressed you are <laughs> during Christmas, when you read this one, you should become very excited. Read this one to me. Want to go? A light, the a light to lighten the Gentiles. Jesus is the light that lightens up the Gentiles. He's the light of the Gentiles. Don't you understand? He's the light of the Gentiles. By him, the Gentiles' eyes are open to see God. Listen, maybe you don't understand what it meant to be a Gentile. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read. <laughs> Let's read from verse 12. Ephesians 2 from verse 12. Let's read from verse 11. It's nice. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh. It says the Gentiles. Okay? Who were Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. The Jews were called circumcision. The Gentiles were called uncircumcision. You were, you were Gentile because you weren't a Jew. The whole world was divided into two. Jew and Gentile. It's either, it was either you were a Jew or you were a Gentile. Anybody who was not born to a Jewish parent 
was a Gentile. Even if you were born with one parent as a Jew and the other parent as a Gentile, you were called a Samaritan. Not half Jew, Samaritan. And hence a Gentile. That at that time you were without Christ. You, you, the, the Gentiles were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, anything that concerned God, they were out of it. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no, no hope, no hope, they were having no hope in life. Just by virtue of your birth, your birth took you to hell, by virtue of your birth. Just like by birth. Can you imagine? By birth. It was as though God didn't even care about them. It was as though it was like that. But God cared. Because he had plans for everybody. And strangers in the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God, and the godless, no God. They were without God in the world. Look at the next verse. But now, say but now. But now. But now in Christ. Who? In who? That's why, that's why that prophet of old took the baby and said, this is the light that lightens the Gentiles. But now in Christ he says, who, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. That blood, the blood of that little baby was going to bring the Gentiles nigh. Go back. Go back to that place. Go back to Luke chapter 2. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. They were shocked. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set. Now, this is what I want you to see. Another thing I want you to see is this child, this boy, is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Do you know Jesus is one of the most spoken against person in the whole world? He's the most spoken against person in the whole world. He says, it's not it's a prophecy. He says, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. A sign which shall be spoken against. But he is set for the rise and the fall of many. But for you and I, he's set for our rise. Say he's set for my rise. Because because of him, look at us, we are going higher and higher. No, listen, God can now talk to you in your room. Do you understand? Do you know how that is possible? Do you know what it took for Israel to hear from God? How many of you know? At Mount Sinai, the attention of Israel said, Moses is always going to talk to God and come back. We too want to hear God. And God said, prepare yourself. I'm coming. The Bible said, when God spoke, they had thunders and trumpets and lightnings. It was not easy for them at all. Everybody was shaking, including Moses. Anything that touched the mountain that God came on died. Everybody, most, even Moses says, I exceedingly fear and quake. Hebrews chapter 12. I exceedingly fear and quake. Now, this same God can now talk to you in your bathroom, in your toilet, on your bed, as you're cleaning your shoe. This same God. Now, who made that possible? Who made that possible? Jesus. So, Charlie, don't joke with him. Yeah, don't, don't joke with Jesus. He's too powerful. Jesus is the power of God. Jesus is the glory of God. Jesus is God's design. Jesus is the one who made it possible for God to be in flesh. Because actually God said, it's not, I don't like any of the temple you built me, the tabernacles you built me. I want to be in human beings. And guess who made it possible? Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, 
This is an important time. It's a time to praise God. It's a time to worship him. It's a time to give him praise for what he is and what he represents. He is the Lord and Christ. Hallelujah. And this is his birth. This is his time. This is the time to celebrate him for who he is. You understand? So never let anybody tell you that it is not important. It is very, very important. You must dress up for it. You must celebrate him. We must sing songs and remind ourselves of who he is. Remind ourselves of who he is and why he was born. Because of him, we are redeemed. Because of him, we have, seen, we have been taken from the power of darkness into the power of light. Wow. What a blessing. Do you love Jesus? He says you have not seen him, but you love him. And rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable. Like... Right after this is this, that major one of major things joy, joy, joy. He's the bringer, he's joy to the world, he's joy to the world. Yeah, are you ready to celebrate him? Yeah. Are you sure? I rejoice. You want to remember? Obviously, not even you, your birthday. You want to remember your birthday that no angel showed up, no angel showed up to announce your birth. Did an angel come to announce your birth? Nobody came, even yours. You want to celebrate it? How much more the one that was announced, spoken about, so many signs, people spoke, a lot of things. How much more that one? Ah, I think we should be grateful. It's a big time to party after party to the Lord. And thank him. And a good time to let others know that, listen, someone was born for you. Someone was born just for you. Wow. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Have you learned anything? Amazing. Wow. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. So, because of him, now we have eternal life. Now we, we have become the righteousness of God. We have become sons of God. Sons and daughters of God. Because of him, now God is living inside us. We have forgiveness. We have mercy. We have grace. We have kindness. We have goodness. God, goodwill. That's all, all of that is the goodwill. It says, goodwill unto all men. Unto all men. Unto a goodwill unto everybody. Wow. What a blessing. Is it not a blessing? That is why all those who preach condemnation have a problem. Yeah, point fingers at people. We go to, hey, that's not why Jesus came. He came so that all men may have life. Tell them that, listen, he came for you. Goodwill, peace. He's reconciled you. No need to run away. Come close. Come close. Like a rich man's house. You know, you can't. Uh, a friend of mine has built a very beautiful building in Accra. Beautiful. And. The, one of the houses that was, that was nearby that house, the owner wanted to like wanted to come and see the house. When they opened the gates and said, "Oh, she can come in and come and see it," when she saw the building, she said she would not enter the compound anymore because she didn't want to despise her house because the, the house was too nice. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to despise my so I won't enter. 
She said, no, 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 I'm not entering. When she saw the outside, just the outside, she had not gone inside, just the outside. Hey! It's too nice. Very beautiful building. Built with expensive material. Yeah. Now just imagine someone building something like that and telling that that whole house is yours for free. And it's telling you, come inside. Take the keys and go. And you say that I don't like, I'm going away. The Bible says that it is the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Not the wrath of God. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So when, that's why God gave his goodwill to everybody. It's the goodness of God. So God gives his goodness to people. Just imagine if, uh, you're proposing to a lady and she's not minding you. And you're supplying things to her. You're being nice. She's slapping you and you're coming. She's slapping you and you tell her, oh, I still love you even if you slap me. And then you buy things for her. Expensive things. You build a house for her. She's insulting you today. You see her with another guy. You say, oh, Stella, I love you. You're lavishing things. I mean, that, no matter how hard that lady is, eventually, she will say, listen, you are the one who loves me. Yeah. Me too, I love you back. Yeah. yeah. It's the goodwill of God, the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Rise up on your feet. Let's bring the service to an end. Wow. Hallelujah. Speak in tongues for two seconds. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.